98.7 FM. Hi, I'm Jawahar. I'm Sanchali. And I'm Pramod. Indo-American News Radio. And Sanchali had to wake me up, say, hey, what, where are you? Why isn't your mic on and all that stuff? Because I was... You're all both engrossed in the news quiz, and which was wonderful, by the way. We had so much fun doing it, Pramod. Hello, 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 everyone. How's everyone doing? And that is a very cheerful hello, as we expect from Sanchali, who just pounced on the guy with the with the question that did him did Naveen in did yes. him in did was it me who did him Naveen in or you I can't remember which one did he miss he, that I don't remember either <laughs> and yeah no I think you you but in any case it was a lot of fun and uh, I think there'll be lots of people cramming up the news t- to be participants <laughs> in the show <laughs> so uh, what we're talking about is our Indo-American News Unplugged show which we just finished in which we did a new segment it's called Sanchali it's called I think I know this I think I know this which is uh, basically a current affairs quiz so uh, we were able to get three contestants in the studio we had a lot of fun talking and giggling and answering questions. They answered questions. We asked the questions. The participants were amazingly knowledgeable. I mean, I was so impressed by each and every one of them. And it's not a very tough quiz, actually. If True. you If you read up on... A few of them were a little, you know. If, yeah. You, yeah. if you read up on the news, the newspapers, you should be able to do it very easily. I know Pramod's shaking his head. Yeah. <laughs> I usually get 10 out of 11. All right. right. Yeah, right. Pramod is the news junkie. Everyone knows that. He does our news segments. So. Right, he and, does. Uh, you know, this show is stealing a little bit of my thunder. Uh, oh, no, 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 no. Some of my news items already came up in the... Oh. oh right. Yeah, well, but that's it, the way the news... It wouldn't hurt, yeah, because news goes on all day. All day so but people don't mind listening well, to I it a second time. I don't have time to change it. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> people don't mind listening to it a second sure. time. You don't, you so don't have to change it. News, it's yeah. news, you know. Right, okay. but Sanchali, talking about news, do you want to, do you have the, the lineup? Yes, I do. So you're listening to Indo-American News Radio. And as you just heard, we did our unplug session earlier today from 3 to 4. And we did a new quiz game show, which is called I Think I Know This. And we had so much fun. I hope you did too. So please do call us at 281-277-6874. Let us know how we did, whether you enjoyed. But here's the guest lineup for today, April 23. Third, you're listening to 98.7 FM Masala Radio. You can also listen to us on the Masala Radio app. By Monday, you can hear the recorded show on podcast, which is uploaded on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, and Breaker. Please do subscribe to our free podcast channel and click to listen. So with a license as a CPA as well as in law, Navneet Singh Chug found out early in his career that his clients often needed his expertise in both areas to help them grow their businesses. Both areas? Okay. He quickly built offices in 10 U.S. cities and 7 in India and is projecting more to come each year. He recently opened a Houston and a Nashville office. He joined us by he will be joining us at 4:20 by Zoom to talk about his company and philanthropic pursuits. So he does charity as well as he runs a business. Okay. Uh, uh, he's a CPA as well as an attorney. Oh, okay, okay. That's what I was trying to figure out. Okay. 
All right. Um, the Youth Leadership Development Program has been mentoring graduating high schoolers in their senior year to expand their horizons when selecting future goals and career paths. Uh, over the past 15 years, a few hundred teenagers have graduated from the YLDP with a view of commerce, politics, and ethics that... Um, and they have been able to use that experience on their own. President Minal Vardarajan and VP Anu Kulkarni are going to join us at 5 p.m. to explain how the program works. Uh, at 5.20, Harris County Precinct 2 Commissioner Adrian Garcia will be with us. He has been a friend of the South Asian community since his days on Houston City Council, then as a county sheriff, and now in his current position, he will be talking to us about key issues at the commissioner's court that affect the entire county. Also, stay tuned in for News Roundup, views, sports, and movie reviews. To be featured on our show or to advertise, please contact us at 713-789-6397 or at indoamericannews at yahoo.com. And here's Pramod with the News Roundup. Yes, live from Indo-American News Radio, this is Pramod Kulkarni with the latest news from Houston, the United States, India, and around the world. Fierce fighting is underway this weekend in Ukraine. Russian ground troops are probing weak points along a 300-mile front in the Donbass region of eastern Ukraine. Initial reports indicated that Russia may have captured as many as 42 villages. This morning, however, Ukraine claims to have recaptured some of these villages. In Mariupol, Russia has launched an assault on the Azovstal steel plant where about a 1,000 Ukrainian troops and 2,000 civilians are trapped. In related news, Ukraine President Vladimir Zelensky has praised the flow of heavy weapons from the West and said these weapons are giving Ukraine a fighting chance against Russia. With regard to the corona pandemic, it is difficult to ascertain whether the virus variants are infecting more people or finally receding. In Shanghai, the city is under lockdown as a result of China's zero-COVID policy. India reported 2,527 new cases on Friday, but only 35 deaths. According to the Times of India, the R value for New Delhi is 2.1, which means that one infected person is infecting two other people. Here in the United States, there were 46,490 new cases on Friday, an increase of 52% in the 14-day average. There were 369 deaths, a decrease of 33%. A simple analysis would be that the coronavirus is infecting a steady stream of victims, but the hospitalizations and deaths are decreasing. This may be due to a combination of herd immunity and a record number of vaccinations and booster shots. India is suffering through a suffocating heat wave. The temperature has been consistently above 100 degrees Fahrenheit. The heat may have inflamed communal passions in the country, from Jahangirpur in New Delhi to Hubli in Karnataka. In the financial sector, a rise in interest rates and inflationary pressures has spooked Wall Street. It was the third straight week of losses for both the S&P 500 and the Nasdaq, while the Dow Jones posted its fourth weekly decline in a row. On Friday, the Dow dropped by 2.82% to 
its biggest drop since October 2020. Meanwhile, France will go to the final round of voting on Sunday to choose between French President Emmanuel Macron and far-right candidate Marine Le Pen. Opinion polls are suggesting a win for Macron by 10 points. This week, there were a number of oddball stories from India. In Bihar, 75,000 Indians gathered to wave the national flag simultaneously to break a record set by Pakistan 18 years ago. BJP Home Minister Amit Shah was on hand to congratulate the flag wavers. And Rolls-Royce, the luxury English automobile company, has launched its Black Badge Ghost, especially for India. The price tag of this vehicle is rupees 12.25 crores. Wow. In sports news, the match between the Sunrisers Hyderabad and Royal Challengers for IPL this morning featured perhaps the lowest score in this year's IPL. RCB was able to score only 68 runs. As typical this year, Virat Kohli got out for a duck and so did Dinesh Karthik. Faf de Places scored 5 runs and Glenn Maxwell just 12. In reply, Sunrisers scored 72 runs in just 24 overs and won by 9 wickets. Virat Kohli may be infecting even the Houston Astros. <laughs> with Jose Altuve out with an injury, Kyle Tucker was 0-4 for 4 in Friday's game against the Toronto Blue Jays. The Astros are now near the bottom of the standings in the American League West, 1.5 games behind the Los Angeles Angels. Finally this afternoon, how would you like to have Mickey Mouse in Fort Bend County? Yay. County Judge K.P. George is trying to take advantage of the troubles the Disney company is facing in Florida by proposing that Disney consider building a new resort in Fort Bend County. That's all the news for now. More news, views, discussions, and music as we continue with the Indo-American News talk show. Wow, that, that, that was just, amazing. Just leave it to the inventive mind of Desi to yes. come up with these ideas. Yeah, he was trying to get Tesla to uh, build yes. a factory in uh, Fort Bend. So I, I like his innovative Even, uh, spirit. I think Amazon was trying to. Yeah, yeah, yeah that too. Uh, and what was this about the flag waving? I didn't quite get it. So well, they fl wave the flag for more than a, a certain amount of time? Or what, what exactly yeah, was that? Yeah, 75,000. It's the number. Oh, the number of people. Yeah. Okay, okay. So I... I'm not sure how many Pakistanis waved their flag, but this... Okay, this was the biggest gathering yeah. so far Yeah, in the Guinness Book of Records. Okay. Well, that's interesting. And by the way, uh, don't forget that we Earth Day was Friday, mm -hmm. yesterday. And Did I you hope, plant I something? Well, I planted the seeds of success for this <laughs> game show. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> no, but I wanted to point out a couple of things to you guys. Um, you know, the, the Ukrainian war, the war in Ukraine, brings out uh, how terrible this is for the, uh, the environment. We've got bombs going off, all this carbon emission. We have gasoline that's being used and wasted. Buildings destroyed, cement and debris flying all over the place. And people rushing from one place to the other and arms and munitions and soldiers. So Millions we have of people. Yeah, we have lots and lots of waste. And on top of that, we're gonna somebody is going to have to rebuild this whole area yeah. and clean this up. It's a total, total waste. And for that alone, I am going to give uh, Vladimir Putin the ignoble 
prize mm. yeah, of I pollution. It. The thing is, no one wins in any war. You know, well, that, that yeah, is the bottom but, line. But in this case, we are all suffering because supply chains are, are screwed up. Yeah. We have basically uh, economic san- sanctions which are affecting every corner of the world. Uh, interest rates are going up for, and all this other stuff. So, I mean, uh, Putin has done a great, a terrible number. But here's the other thing. Uh, I was finding out, uh, I was reading about this, the emissions from tropical mega cities could usher in a new era of air pollution. Mm. How about that? The oh, mega cities, we're talking about 20, th- 25, 30 million people, and they produce their own island of pollution. We mm. talk about an island of a heat sink, but this is an pollution coming out of the... Like uh, the New York uh, urban area? Correct, or... Uh, or the or heat to- wave in India right now. I mean, I see the IPL players playing, and I mean, They're just you can sweating. just tell. Yeah, it's like nonstop. The yeah, or, or in Tokyo, Osaka, which is one big city, or Mexico City. Mm-hmm. Mexico City is like 25 million people. I mean, the, the, they produce a lot of pollution of their own. And one of the things that we would not think about as far as the, being affected by pollution is... You know, if you go to Arizona, New Mexico, you see these cactus, the cacti, the tall ones uh-huh. that look like uh, people standing in the middle of the desert. They are dying because of climate change. Oh, wow. Can you believe that? And they're supposed to be able to withstand the extreme, you know, Correct. heat and temperature. So Correct. Very, but, very scary. But it's, they're faced by, uh, they're fueled by invasive grass that threatens this. Uh, it's called the sagurao above. And, and over half of the cactus species are ready to be decli- are declining in the planet. And we saw all the glaciers melting in Alaska and in Iceland and in Antarctica. So, so the time for action is here and the time for, for crazy politicians who deny some, all this stuff is not there. We need to kick their butts out and we need to make sure that we take over some of the, the actual uh, things that are uh, affecting our planet. Plastic bags is, is, is just a, a small step. Plastic bottles is another step. Mm-hmm. Uh, res- you know, the collecting rainwater uh, and composting. These are the common things that we're talking about, but we need to do more than this. Carbon capture is what we need to be doing. Sure. Uh, in our subdivision, we are paying for uh, uh, the garbage companies to pick up our uh, recycling materials. But I don't know what happens afterwards. Right. We should yeah. do a story about this promote. We should follow one of those trucks. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to it's, do it. It's more of a chore for them to separate what is actually recyclable from the non-recyclables. That's what I've heard so far. And yeah. Yeah. In Germany, what they do is there's a law that if you make a product, you have to take the, the packaging back from that product. Let's say you make a, a yogurt container. You have to be able to take the container back and the top of the you, this bottle or whatever and send it back to, for the recycling uh, cycle. What could very well happen is we could uh, bring our recycling to the uh, grocery store and they can separate out uh, what goes where, which manufacturing. Grocery store? Why would they do that for us? Because they, you know, where do you buy your yogurt? Right. Oh, I mean, yeah, but... And then they can... Uh, 
you know, take send back it back, everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Send back, send it back to the right. You know, people. Walmart does accept plastic bags, so you can drop off all your yeah, plastic yeah, bags. So yeah. some Randall's does too. They had stopped during the pandemic, but now oh, they're okay. doing so it. Okay. So some again. of the grocery stores are making some effort in certain ways. Yeah. But that's not enough for sure, and there's no end in sight. That's yeah. that's the biggest issue. So, if each person doesn't become aware and conscious. Yeah. You know, in an, a related be, matter, I was reading a book that talked about how domestic animals have been uh, yeah have been uh, uh, you know uh, in large numbers we are killing off the wildlife yep well folks we're going into a commercial break there was someone a caller who called in thank you so much but i'm sorry i couldn't take the call because we we're about to go to a commercial break and it is time to go to our next guest we'll be back news radio india news us news world news movie reviews and local community roundup every saturday 4 to 6 pm on masala 98.7 fm hi i'm jawahar i'm sanchali and i'm pramod indo american news radio Willie Nanayakra and Associates Attorneys and Counselors at Law specializes in immigration over 35 years of experience. New reforms are coming to the old immigration system. Now is the time to get all your immigration questions answered. Attorney George Willie offers free initial one-on-one consultation every Thursday at 9:30 a.m. on Masala Radio 98.7 FM. Willie Nanayakra and Associates Attorney 14141 Southwest Freeway Visit gwrpc.com. Call two eight one two six five two five two two. One thing everyone wants is to own their own home. Prosperity Bank wants to see you in your home, even if you think you could never afford it. How? With their Hop Mortgage, one hundred percent financing on maximum loan amount of three hundred and fifty thousand. Refinance is allowed. And bankers who help you. Call eight four four U Hop. That's eight four four Y O U H O P P. Prosperity Bank. NMLS four six six four one four. Loan subject to eligibility restrictions and credit requirements. Offered in designated Texas markets. 100% financing based on lesser of purchase price or appraised value subject to change equal housing lender Indo-American News Radio India News US News World News Movie Reviews and Local Community Roundup every Saturday 4 to 6 p.m. on Masala 98.7 FM Hi I'm Jawahar I'm Sanchali and I'm Pramod Indo-American News Radio Well, 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 we are back now and we are going to try something that's very different. We've not I've not done this before. I know Pramod has, but our first guest is actually someone that I met on Zoom uh just earlier this week and we're going to have him uh he could not join us at this time, so we're going to sh- play the recorded uh, interview. Uh the name of the guest is Navneet Singh Chug. He's the managing partner and founder of Chug LLP. He has extensive experience in a wide variety of corporate tax immigration litigation and mergers and acquisitions matters. He's an attorney and a certified public accountant. Uh Navneet was the first president of the North American South Asian Bar Association, a co-founder of the Indus in Entrepreneurs Southern California. He's the founder president of the South Asian Bar Association of Southern California, the Indian Professionals Toastmasters Club. Uh, the International Bar Association and chairman of the board of Premier Media Inc. He's also on the board of Asia Society of Southern California, Habib American Bank, Ignify, Prith- Pratham Southern California, 
and American India Foundation. So we're going to be joined by Navneet, and this is the interview that we had, and I have never done this before, so I hope that this works. Uh, hi, uh, today we're joined with uh, Navneet Chug, who's the founder and managing partner of Chug LLP. Um, we're really delighted to have him with us now, unfortunately, because of schedule uh, from different offices that he visits and the other cases that he handles. He can't be with us live in the studio, but so we've recorded this uh, interview with him a few days earlier, but it's a, it's a delight. I'm looking here, watching him on, on a Zoom call. Isn't technology wonderful, Navneet? Yes, beautiful, perfect. You, you know, what would we do without this? I mean, do you, do you find that maybe you do some of your cases this way too? Uh, yes, we've done trials on Zoom and settlements and mediations on Zoom. Uh, uh -huh. Amazing. And, and it, it's perfectly legal to do that. Yes. So is that because of COVID or is that because of technology and you were doing this before in any way? A little bit of uh, it was starting to happen before COVID, uh -huh. but not trials and not settlements because those, the judges uh, required physical presence. But mm -hmm. then after COVID uh, for uh, justice to go on and for cases to reach conclusion, the judges were forced to adopt a technology and they adjusted, which is wonderful. So you think now that they were adjusted, this is here to stay? Uh, some portion of it is here to stay for sure. Um, and then it will be like a pendulum. And then they want us to go back to court. And then uh, some judges have already started saying that, hey, that was nice. We saved a lot of time. So the pendulum will swing back again, and then we'll reach a good medium uh -huh. where there will be both uh, technology and Zoom trials and in-person trials. But wouldn't a um, wouldn't the 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 defendants uh, also appreciate the amount of money they can save by not traveling to court, not appearing in person? And even you know their attorneys would also feel the same way. Wouldn't that be a big boon to the court system? It is a, a great saving for everybody all the way around. Uh, savings for the court, because when people come in, it takes more time and then people want to take restroom breaks and lunch breaks and right. things. Yeah, yeah. So it's significant savings all the way around for everyone. Right, right. So let's see how the future brings. But yes. it would be, it, my way of thinking, I think it would benefit a lot of people. Uh, that being said, there's only one of you, but there's nine offices that you have in the, in the, in the Northern American uh, states and seven in India. So yes. I'm sure that the Zoom and team meetings and, and Google are probably very beneficial to you too. Yeah, it's been, uh, there's been a lot of good to COVID. Uh, unfortunately, we had COVID and, and 10 million people have died around the world. Oh, I know, I know. Um, but there is a lot of good that's come out of it from a traffic point of view. The biggest thing that's come out of it is that employers were forced to let employees work from home. 
mm-hmm. and have realized that it works, that most mm-hmm. employees are decent and most human beings are honorable, wonderful, ethical people. And right. they say they're working from home, they're working from home. As a matter of fact, research has shown that an average American worked three hours more per day because they save time getting ready, uh, making breakfast, eating breakfast, then commuting. Commuting has been the biggest headache, other time mm-hmm. saving, then lunch break, then coffee room chit chat, yeah. evening commute. So uh, one of my employees said, I'm saving five hours a day. Absolutely. And I'm working three hours more per day. Do you sure you want me to come back to the office? I said, <laughs> stay at home. <laughs> now, you live in Southern California? Is that it? Yes. yes. Okay. So uh, in, in what, Los Angeles, Los Angeles area? Yes, I live in Orange County. Okay. So, you know, Los Angeles is like a huge megapolis. Yes. So for someone to come from San Bernardino to, to court in downtown, Right. It's a full day affair. Yes. yes. Right. And and yet you are also, you, is that your head office in Los Angeles? Yes, uh, quote unquote head office. And so the biggest thing we realized with, the, with COVID is that it brought all of our offices together mm-hmm. uh, in, a, in, in a very drastic fashion. We all became one. Before COVID, we each office used to do, let's say, a continuing education seminar for their right. office uh, at 11 a.m. on Thursdays. After COVID, we're like, what is this one office doing yet? Every office can join in. Yes. So after COVID, we started doing it at 10 a.m. every single day. And oh, wow. <laughs> whoever wants to join from whichever office joins. Right. That's great. That's great. So, um so that brings me to what I mentioned earlier. You have nine offices in the U.S. Yes, ten. Now. So With now, Houston. and Houston is the ninth. Is the tenth now? Is the tenth? I see. I see. Okay. In and you between, have in between. We opened an office in Nashville earlier this year. Oh, that's the one that I missed. Yeah. Okay, right. Nashville's nice. And you know, you have one in a very in a town that I really really like, Reston, Virginia. Yes. It's beautiful, nice little town. Very nice. Yeah. So do you have physical offices in each one of these locations with managing partners? Yes, we do. Uh, in all 10 in the U.S. and seven in India, uh, we have partners. So we had actually two firms, a CPA firm and a law firm. Right. Um, and then we have partners in the CPA firm and partners in the law firm in each office. And mm-hmm. the full service, uh, we do corporate work and tax and litigation and immigration and employment and m and and divorces and bankruptcies, full service. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So are you an attorney or a CPA or both? I'm both. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's tough enough for a lot of people just to be one, but you're, you're, you're in two very demanding professions. Well, there's 1.3 million lawyers and 700,000 CPAs in the country, and uh-huh. there are 25,000 attorney CPAs. Wow! <laughs> so you're among the the rare group that is both. So now, why would you do both? Is it because they're so integrated, linked? When you do corporate law or litigation and so on, you need to do one or the other. But I notice you also do uh, other types of law. Yes. So as we grew, 
the clients would demand, can you do this for us? And we just developed a habit of never saying no. And so we would pick up a new area of work, which was mostly client driven. Right. Uh, and so as a result, we ended up doing everything that a business needs, we do. And uh -huh. then the CEOs and founders of companies have personal needs. Yes. Um, and so then we started doing those as well, because again, those were kind of forced on us because the CEO would say, hey, I'm not going anywhere else. You handle it. Oh. Um, uh, and so, um, and and why both accounting and law? Because I tell all my lawyers that don't tell me you're not good with math because 90% of what we do in law is numbers and math and accounting. Yeah, settlements corporate, and so on. Yeah. Corporate work, M&A work, employment mm -hmm. law. It's a lot of money and accounting and right. wages. And of course, litigation. At the end of the day, most civil litigation, you want money. Mm -hmm. And the judges tell us that most lawyers come in um, very aggressive and very well prepared for was there a contract? Was there a breach of it? And uh, who breached? And then mm -hmm. when it comes down to damages, the lawyers get very weak and mm -hmm. are unable to present a good picture. And mm -hmm. I had one judge tell me that that when two people walk into my courtroom, I already know I owe money to some one of the two. So this <laughs> will waste time on contract and breach. Two, three days will go by. And I'm like, I already know there's a contract. And I already know it was breached. That's why you were here. Just tell yeah. me what yeah. are the damages. And by that time, the attorneys have lost team and are unable to prove damages, which is a very big deal. Yeah, I see. I see. So it's it works in your favor to be someone who knows both types of laws and rules. Yes, of course. So now, but you also do immigration. Now that's totally different, but it's related because some people, some of your corporate clients might want an L1 visa or, or an E visa or so, something like that. Right, or H1 visa, which is very popular. Yeah, right. So, so the technology uh, happened, started booming in the 80s, and then 92, 91, India liberalized. Then Indian software engineers started coming to the United States. And then uh, Y2K happened, and internet happened, and the right. dot-com boom happened. So during the 90s, uh, hiring Indian software engineers, bringing them here in this country on an H-1 visa became very popular. Mm -hmm. And then small Indian companies like Infosys and Wipro and Tech Mahindra, um, they became very big. Right. And so then they started hiring people on H-1 visa. And so then our clients started asking us, hey, can you do immigration? We're like, okay, sure, we'll do immigration. And before we knew it, it became half of our practice. Yeah, I see. I see. Yeah, it makes sense. It makes sense. Apart from all this stuff, that's what you need to do. How? When did you found the company? 1985. I see. Okay. So that's, you've been in business 37 years. Correct. This is about yeah. 37th year, right? Yeah. And so, uh, and, but you started out in Los Angeles and then what was your first office that you opened up after Los Angeles? We opened up uh, uh, New York in 99. 
and uh, which we later moved to New Jersey. Uh, and then uh, Silicon Valley, Santa Clara in 2002. Um, and then almost in the, when the new millennium started, we said we'll open an office a year. Uh -huh. And we were doing great till 2009 recession. Oh. Then we fell behind and then we started picking up again. Mm -hmm. So it's 2022, we should have we should be on our 22nd office. I guess we are on our 18th office, so we are behind. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, but in your offices, you have um, managing partners. Are these people uh, also um, uh, uh, people who have a stake in how the company does in that particular uh, location, that particular city? Yeah, so we, uh, most of the offices, uh, all of the offices have an equity partner uh, leading the office. Most of these equity partners have been with us for 5, 10, 15, 20, 25 years. Really? Uh, most of them have worked at one of our other offices and then for some reason want to move to a city where we also want an office. Uh -huh. So we prefer that because then they have the firm's culture. Right. And they have our trust and they trust us and we trust them. And we already know they're good. So we prefer that. Uh, so a lot of offices have been started by people that worked in our LA office. Uh -huh. um, and so our is that how office, you, Is that how you opened up the office in Reston? I mean, it's yes. a beautiful little town, you know? Yes. So. Right. Is are, are all these people in these offices, the when you say the managing partners, are they all Indian? Uh, most of them are, but they're non-Indians as well. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, they're equity partners, which means that they have actually bought in stake in the company. Right. And bought a partnership share. And it's not, they're not benefiting by just the revenue or profits of their particular office, but the entire firm. Uh, yes, I understand. Um, so in total, uh, among the 10 offices in the US and the seven in, in India, how many people work at Chug right now, Chug LLP? So we have about 600 employees out of which wow. uh, 200 are either lawyers or CPAs. Uh, or chartered accountants, as we call them in India. Right. And out of the 290 are managers, and half of that, about 45, are equity partners. Oh, I see. Wow, that's a substantial number. Uh, and so each office is um, essentially on standalone office. They have their own client base and so on. What is the benefit of the association at this then that, you know, you have a head office and all these others? Is there, is there some sort of, um, how should I say, economy of scale? There is. Uh, so we have what is known in our business as, or at least I refer to it as a, a fish MK departments. Uh -huh. which stands for finance and IT and sales and HR and marketing and knowledge management. Right. So we have a corporate management group of about 50 people. 
uh, that manages all of the accounting functions and finance and IT and HR and sales. Mm -hmm. um, so we take care of all of that. So the other offices don't have to worry about that. Uh -huh. and, and then the big clients we have, um, Jay, they prefer that we be in multiple locations because uh -huh. they are in multiple locations. Yeah. So then they have local problems in Texas and local problems in New Jersey and New York and Seattle where we have an office. And so they like that. And then we're able to handle litigation and corporate matters for our big clients throughout the United States. And folks, we pause over here because we're going to a commercial break, but we'll be back with more with Navneet Chug. He is talking to us by Zoom, and so don't go away. We'll be back with more from him. India News. U.S. News. World News. Movie Reviews. And Local Community Roundup. Every Saturday. 4 to 6 p.m. On Masala 98.7 FM. Hi, I'm Jawahar. I'm Sanchali. And I'm Prabhon. Indo-American Indo News Radio. Sumaya and Aziz of Maharaja Jewelers wish all mothers a very happy Mother's Day. And they are excited to share with you special Mother's Day gift ideas in person at the showroom. Shop beautiful designs for Mother's Day. Everything from delicate earrings to glamorous sets. Maharaja Jewelers, 5821 Hillcroft, 713-784-5673. Bringing diamonds to London. Suites. Come relax in our indoor pool or host your event in our ballroom. Perfect for weddings, receptions and sangeet. State-of-the-art ballrooms. In-house, South Asian and continental cuisines. Outside catering is allowed. Two locations, Energy Corridor and KT. To see our hotel or for ballroom bookings, call Anam Shabir, 832-391-6259. Embassy Suites, raising the bar. Looking for fresh homemade spices? Chandrika Masala is the place. Chandrika Masala Retail Outlet at Factory Location, 13220 Morphy Road. Chandrika Masala, 100% homemade spices, attas and chutneys. 713-789-3088. Chandrikamasala.com. 713-789-3088. वो बरसों पुराना स्वाद यहाँ कहाँ बरसों पुराना स्वाद अरे भुजिया का उसके लिए ऐरे गैरे नहीं भुजिया के एक्सपर्ट्स चाहिए बिकानो इधर लाओ इधर लाओ तुम कह रहे थे वो स्वाद कहाँ भुजिया मतलब बिकानो जो बनती है बरसों पुरानी खास ओरिजिनल रेसिपी और बेस्ट क्वालिटी के इंग्रेडिएंट्स से हमसे बेहतर भुजिया को जाने कौन बरसों से बिकानो डिस्ट्रीब्यूटेड बाय सुपीरियर ट्रेडिंग डालर्स एंड अवेलेबल इन ऑल लीडिंग स्टोर्स ऑफ टेक्सस Indo American News Radio. India News. US News. World News. Movie reviews and local community roundup. Every Saturday. 4 to 6 p.m. on Masala 98.7 FM. Hi, I'm Jawahar. I'm Sanchali. And I'm Pramod. Indo American News Radio. And thank you once again for being with us. Uh, we're going to be going into our next. Uh, uh, a portion of this interview with Navneet Chug. He's an attorney based out of California, and he has a, just recently opened up an office here in Houston. So let's hear some more from 
the interview that was done earlier in the week. Right, I see. Yeah, that makes sense. And of course, um, Texas is huge in, in energy, and yes. now it's becoming huge in, in technology and EV business and space business. So you see a bright future for uh, your, your office here in, in Texas then. Yes, absolutely. Uh, we, uh, Houston, till recently was the fourth largest city in the United States from a population a point of view. And a few months ago, I'm told Dallas surpassed Houston by a few hundred people. Right. <laughs> Dallas is now four and Houston is five. Um, we don't like and, that, you know. We don't like that. We wanted to be the other way around. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I think for what a hundred years, Houston was either number three or number four. Right. Um, so I guess what Houston has to do is import some people from Dallas um, <laughs> or, or import some people from other places and uh, uh, give uh, motivation and business credits and incentives. Right. Yes. to bring business here, which Dallas has been very good at of yeah. attracting businesses uh, from all over the country, especially California. Yeah, yes. Well, Dallas has also got the benefit of being in the central part of the U.S., which it's halfway between the two coasts, so, so it works very well. Uh, but you don't have an office in Dallas. No, we don't. So we figured we'll take one city in, in Texas and and grow it. Uh, I think there's more business uh, in our community in Texas than in Dallas. So Dallas has a lot of Indian employees working for lots right. of companies. Yes. And most of the, maybe the last 50,000 Indians that moved into Dallas moved in because State Farm moved in from Illinois and Nissan yeah. moved in from California. So the employees came. Right. So for a law firm, uh, the employees uh, is good business, but businesses are better business. Correct. You're absolutely right. I, I, and I understand where you're coming from. So we touched upon all of this uh, about your legal uh, expertise and your expertise as, in a, as a CPA. Uh, but you are... You, do, you don't like sitting still because you apparently have been the founder of uh, the co-founder of the, the Indus Entrepreneurs of Southern California. You're the founder, president of the South Asian Bar Association of Southern California, uh, the Indian Professionals Toastmasters Club, the International Bar Association, chairman of the board of Premier Media. Uh, how do you find the time to do all this? Yeah, so Jay, I, I was very young when I started the practice and then I started getting clients and I started realizing that I we picked up a lot of well-to-do clients mm -hmm. and I started realizing that most of them would say to me, they will do charity work when they retire. Right. And I'm like, okay, so you're going to retire at 65, you're 45 now for 20 years, you will make money and then you'll retire at 65 and you'll then do charity work. And then I thought that maybe I won't make it to 65. What if I don't wake up one day? Then, <laughs> I, then I'm not able to contribute anything to the universe. Right. So I said, no, we need to do this right now. And mm -hmm. uh, what I started realizing is, one, it was a refreshing change from work. Uh -huh. And it allowed me to do more work actually. 
Second, it made me uh, worldly and uh-huh. I got an opportunity to meet lots of people, creating these organizations, running them. And uh, for instance, the South Asian Bar Association, yes. we created a national chapter and then we went to 29 cities in US and Canada uh-huh. and started uh, a chapter in each one of these cities, which is independently run. And I have uh-huh. nothing to do with them anymore. They all run just perfectly fine. And then you got to meet more people and then you were able to build more relationships and then you learn a lot. And then I realized something very selfish that, and this is a secret that I hope people are not listening to me, but but, uh, doing charity work is the most selfish thing you can do because the universe gives you 10x in return. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So you were... Uh, mentally, uh, intellectually more satisfied with what you were doing. Absolutely. And you learn so much. You learn so much about the world, the problems of the world, what has happened in the past, what is happening now, what's going to happen in the future. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Jawahar, from the year zero to year 1750, India was the richest country in the planet. Yeah, absolutely. And then the decline started. We were 25% of the world's population in those 1750 years, and we were 25% of the world GDP. Mm-hmm. And starting 1750, the decline starts. And then by 1991, mm-hmm. we were down to 2.5% of the world GDP. Mm-hmm. And we yes. lost 90% market share of yeah. the world GDP. And you know we can talk about it endlessly for a million hours, about why the decline happened. But the point is that it happened and this is where we are now. Mm -hmm. And Indians are 17% of the world's population. And if I was God's assistant, I would say, hey, God, can you (laughs) just distribute GDP, the world's wealth to every nation of the 211 countries in the planet in the same ratio as percentage of their population? And then the world would be a very fair place. And India deserves 17% of the world GDP. So the world GDP today is $100 trillion. India deserves $17 trillion. And India has $5 trillion. We're short $12 trillion, yeah. which is $1 trillion a month. How are yeah. we going to fix it? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So that's that was... Uh, was that a revelation to you that you 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 realized that you could contribute a lot more uh, through working with a, a lot of your fellow South Asian, fellow Indian Indians in different professional organizations or charities? Yes, uh, I think so. It was a huge revelation. And then if you look at, you can Google it, you can look at the GDP chart of the last 500 years where India was 25% every year. And then the decline starts. US, by the way, was zero in 1750. And in 1991, when India went from 25 to 2.5%, US was 30%. So US Mm -hmm. went from zero to 30% in 241 years. So the revelation was, what will this chart look like 500 years from now? And my bet that India will have 17% of the world GDP because the world will be a far fairer place 
500 years from now than it is today. And thanks to technology and innovation and all kinds of revolutions going on and youngsters and Facebook and Instagram and Google and LinkedIn that are making the world a more equal platform. Uh, so somebody looking at the GDP chart in 2500 is gonna say, wow, India was 25% of the world GDP from zero to 1750, then went down to 2.5%. And in 2,500, it's back up to 17%. What mm -hmm. happened? Yes. What kind of people were there that let the decline happen? And okay, forget that. What kind of people were there that lifted it back up so quickly? Correct, and correct. Those are us? Yes. And in fact, there's uh, another element. It's not just Indians. But it's Indians living abroad, yes. like you and me. Yes. To contribute to this, but we we come out at a, as a smaller statistic, and yet there's 35 million of us that are living yeah. outside the India. Yeah, it's a small statistic, but making a huge contribution. Correct. Yes, we benefited greatly. We stole a lot from India. India gave us birth and gave us all of the inoculations and the kindergarten and high school and free IIT. And the day we were supposed to contribute back to India, we left. Yes. And... So we owe a huge debt, but I think we're repaying it. We, we, we have. There's so many of us who have repaid it. People like you with 17 offices mm -hmm. now all over the, the globe. And people like uh, someone I just read about just yesterday in the New York Times, um, Niran Chaudhary. Niran Chaudhary is the CEO of Panera Bread. And I thought, I love going to Panera Bread. So now... An Indian is the CEO. Every single day I come across another Indian who's the CEO of a major U.S. corporation. Right. So it's very yeah, uplifting. We, we are. And I think so. The revelation is that we're in the thick of a huge shift. Mm -hmm. We won't see it for another 500 years or 100 years. But we are the ones making the climb back up faster. So yes. finally, we went down to 2.5% of the world GDP in 1991. We're already up to 5%. We mm -hmm. have another 12% to go, which is huge. 12% is 12 trillion. Mm -hmm. uh, and, uh, and in a huge way, all of us are making a big dent financially, through charity, through ideas, through creating jobs, through uh, moving technology and sharing technology. It's immense. Uh, it'll make have a, a great impact and we will get back up to 17%. My only hope, Jay, is that the climb down took 241 years. I hope mm -hmm. the climb back up doesn't take 241 years. Yeah, well, the pace of, of, of uh, evolution, both mentally and economic terms and professionally, is speeding up so fast. And uh, I, I think that it'll be a lot less uh, time than that. In fact, I was just uh, uh, reminded that there's a Anil Menon is the new astronaut going on the moon mission. And his, his uh, dad is Indian, his mother is Ukrainian. And he has a, but again, he, he loves to say that he's Indian. And the, it doesn't matter if you're cross-breeded, uh, you know, half Indian or not that as is happening with a lot of our, our kids here, but they're very proud of that fact. And that, that is, that's wonderful to see. Um, so on that same subject, another wonderful thing to see is that you are um, 
on the board of the Asia Society of Southern California. You're on Habib American Bank. Now, that's a Pakistani bank, I think. Habib Bank, is it not? Yes, it is. Um, it is uh, uh, the storied uh, Habib Bank. Uh, Correct. That, that almost uh, went away. Yes. That. Um, uh, so there's actually now two Habib Banks. Uh, so there is the bank that the government of Pakistan uh, nationalized uh, mm -hmm. in 1970 or so. But the family... So like there is State Bank of India in every corner in India, there's Habib Bank in every corner in Pakistan. Correct. But the government nationalized it. And so the family started again a private bank in Switzerland. Uh -huh. And um, and so this, the private bank, Habib Bank, is all over the world. Um, uh -huh. They're also in Pakistan under another name. But they're mm -hmm. all over Middle East. They're in South Africa. They're in London. They're in Dubai and they are in United States. And I in see. United see. States, we have it's a two billion dollar bank. Wow. The private Habib Bank. And we have operations, two branches in LA, uh, three in New York. And uh, so I'm on the board of that bank. Right. I see. I see. Well, it's very, very impressive. And then Ignify, Pratham Southern California, and the American Indian Foundation. So you, uh, bring a lot of value to these organizations with your expertise as a lawyer and as a, an accountant. So they, they're able to fulfill two of their roles very quickly. I bet you they put you down as a treasurer in every one of these organizations. <laughs> yeah, sure. And any legal issues. Yeah. Uh, so both Pratham and AIF, uh, uh, Jay, are the two largest India-centric charities in the U.S., Mm -hmm. AIF started when there was an earthquake in Gujarat in 2000. President Clinton is the chairperson of AIF. And um, they work on um, education and computers in schools and women's empowerment and livelihood um, and health matters. And we have chapters all over the U.S., uh, and then there's Pratham, which is solely works on education. Right. Pratham is, by the way, holding a big gala in Houston very shortly, in maybe a month's time. And if uh, you're in town, I'm sure that it'd be a good thing to go to. Or Ashima could go. Now, Ashima Chok is your managing partner here in Houston. Uh, so um, I, I'd be delighted to introduce her to the right people and try to get her in the door, but you probably already have that already settled. Yeah, Pratham, uh, Houston should take very pride, uh, should take a lot of pride in Pratham because Pratham was founded in US in, Correct. in Houston. Yes, in, in, with, by Vijay Gorodia. Uh, yes. Navneet, you know, we're almost out of time and uh, not only because of this Zoom call, Zoom has a time limit, apparently, and it, it cuts you off right away. Okay. But I, I'm really enjoying this conversation. I, I hope that we have a chance to have you back and, and continue on with some more of your, you know, your, your adventures as a, as a corporate lawyer and as a corporate accountant. And that would be uh, wonderful. I'm, hopefully, we can do that sometime. Sure, it'd again. be my so, pleasure. Thank you so much for doing such a great job for our community, Jay. It's immense what you do. Thank you. Well, uh, and and I, it's people like you that really thrill me to be in and bring them to the front with our community. So 
we we will look forward to having you with us again. And Ashima Chok, thank you so much for arranging this thing. I've enjoyed the conversation of Neet and all the best to you. And hopefully we'll meet you again when you're in Houston uh, next time. Look forward to it. Thank you, Jay. All right, sir. Thank you. Bye-bye. And that was a conversation with Navneet Singh Chug, the founder and managing partner of Chug LLC. I know some people have called in and wanted a question answered by him. I've got the number, and I'm going to pass it on to him and have him get in, back in touch with you. So don't go away, folks. We're now going to be joined in by our other guests who are already calling in, the YLDP directors, uh, Anu Kulkarni and Minal uh, are are on the uh, phone and we'll be back after these commercial messages and talk to them about the what YLDP is doing and its plans for the future. So don't go away. This is Indo-American News Radio. You're listening to Masala Radio, 107.5 KGLK, HD4, Lake Jackson, and 98.7 FM, K254BZ, Fairbanks. Masala! My Kolachi Houston Ramadan Grand Buffet with iftar on table, appetizers, main course, sides, desserts, drinks, big iftar buffet every day in Ramadan. Only $22.95. Kids under five free. My Kolachi in Sugarland. 59 and Williams Trace, 281-240-0786. Sharia wishes everyone Ramadan Mubarak. हमारी बहू आएगी और घर को सजाएगी बहू के सपने छोड़ो हमारा घर तो ओरिएंटल रग से सजाएंगे ओरिएंटल रग ऑफ ह्यूस्टन हैज लेड द रग इंडस्ट्री फॉर 4 डेकेड्स टू ऑफर द हाईएस्ट क्वालिटी रग्स विद प्राइसेस यू कैन नॉट फाइंड एनीवेयर एंड फैक्ट्री प्राइसेस ऑन प्योर सिल्क कश्मीरी रग्स ओरिएंटल रग ऑफ ह्यूस्टन नियर केटी 8327028270 ओरिएंटल रग ऑफ ह्यूस्टन.कॉम this is Sandhya Tucker, and yes, I just had full face and neck all therapy at Amerijuve. Truthfully, it was a little uncomfortable as the energy zapped in deep to reactivate my own collagen. But the results are amazing. Chin lifted and tightened. Fine lines and wrinkles disappearing. Dark spots definitely faded. I am so excited. Optimum results are yet to come after three to six months and will last for years. For your complimentary all therapy consultation, Call a Marajou 713-960-6262. Indo-American News Radio. India News. US News. World News. Movie Reviews. And Local Community Roundup. Every Saturday. 4 to 6 p.m. On Masala 98.7 FM. Hi, I'm Jawahar. I'm Sanchali. And I'm Pramod. Indo-American News Radio. Welcome back, listeners, to Indo-American News Radio. And uh, in this segment, I'm very pleased to introduce uh, two directors of YLDP, which stands for Youth Leadership Development Program. And uh, our first guest is Dr. Meenal Vardarajan. She's a senior ar architect at T-Systems uh, Global Shell Account and has been with the company for the past 15 years. She has been with YLDP since 2009 and has served on the YLDP board with different positions and has been the president since 2017 and enjoys working with youth. Apart from education and community service, 
Meenal is an artist. She has a diploma in art and interior designing, and she has been with the Fort Bend Artist Club for many years doing art shows and winning several awards at county and state level. Our second guest is uh, my namesake, uh, Anu Kulkarni. Anu is the Vice President, uh, Board of Directors, Youth Leadership Development Program uh, since 2015. Uh, She's the Information Digital Technology Manager for Shell Chemicals and Products at Deer Park. And she was elected also a Homeowners Association member at Avalon at Telfair Communities uh, since 2019. And interestingly, she has directed a short Canada uh, film and she's an entrepreneur and has owned and managed a business called Serentia Tea Shop. So it's wonderful to introduce uh, uh, the YLDP directors. Welcome to Indo-American News Radio. Thank you so much. And indeed, uh, yes, uh, we are fortunate uh, to be on air. And uh, thank you, Indo-American News, for such a great uh, introduction. Uh, yes, we are in the community for, uh, you know, for quite some time uh, with YLDP cap on us. And thank you so much once again. I know if you have something to say. Uh, thank you. Thank you so much for this opportunity. I really appreciate all you are doing and giving us an opportunity to come here and talk about uh, YLDP today. Yeah. So, ladies, thank you. Uh, we, are, we are pleased that you've been able to join us. And uh, the uh, fact is that we've been wanting to, to know more about YLDP. I know we've written quite a few stories over the years oh, yes. with YLDP. And of course, we know uh, Nat Krishnamurthy is the treasurer and Nat has been our conduit there at YLDP. In recent years, recent yes. Years. And also Shishma Bhan was for a long mm -hmm. time. So we're very familiar with YLDP, but our, our listeners, they need to know, when did YLDP start and what about the mission uh, and vision of the program? Yeah, so uh, let me go with that, um, Jay. And uh, actually, YLDP is nothing but uh, acronym for Youth Leadership Development Program, and we are based off in Houston, and it's a nonprofit organization. So it's been established in uh, 2008, and as you mentioned, uh, Sushma Bhan and Atmuti have been a part of this organization for quite some time. Yes, uh, Sushma Bhan was one of our uh, founders, uh, Bangar Reddy, who is also a familiar name in the community. Uh, he was also one of the founders. And uh, so basically, this organization is to promote leadership uh, opportunities and expose um, junior and senior high school students from the Houston area to uh, some leaders in our own community. It's, uh, you know, normally they say, right, when you um, one it, charity begins at home. So in, at home in Houston, we do have a lot of leaders uh, who can be looked up upon. So basically, uh, that is our, uh, you know, mission. Um, and it, it, this actually brings in students with high, uh, who are already, you know, kind of well achieved in school uh, themselves, but 
they get an exposure to high-profile and distinguished leaders from various fields. And it's a year-long program, um, and it also provides uh, opportunities for students to, uh, you know, have good public speaking experience, network with the student uh, speakers, and network with students also from other high school areas in the community. And um, they also do a service project for, uh, you know, completing. Okay, thank you, uh, Meenal and Anu. Uh, I know that one of the founders uh, was Biki Mohindra, and he came up with this unusual name, YLDP. And uh, he moved on to other organizations, but uh, he had founded it um, uh, about 15 years back, and I know other people have taken it over and are doing a wonderful oh. job. Uh, can you tell us uh, about uh, the curriculum? Uh, what can a child expect when they join YLDP? And what are the resources provided and what kind of activities? Yeah, sure. Um, uh, Anu can go ahead with that. Yeah, let, let me answer on that. So in this uh, program, we have eight dedicated monthly sessions. In each session, we bring leaders from different backgrounds, like science, technology, business, entrepreneurship, government, politics, art, cult art and culture, or philanthropy. So it can be a different variety or a different uh, category of leaders who, who come and speak to the students. We have usually around 50 to 60 students in one class. And they're all raising uh, juniors and seniors from the Houston different high schools. Um, this year, we have 23 different high schools are represented in the program. So that itself tell, uh, tells us the spread um, where they actually can be together and go through this leadership program. So, uh, Anu, are you saying that this is an eight-month-long course uh, for these kids and it is done once every month on, on a particular weekend? Yes, once in a month, uh, every uh, month. Uh, for uh, And it goes through entire school curriculum. It follows this one school year. So 10 sessions, but eight of them are where we get leaders and then orientation and the graduation. So, so that, that one day they meet, let's say they meet on a Saturday or a Sunday, whichever day, it's, it's a full long day, t eight or 10 hours? Uh, n not the entire day, almost like a half a day uh, from 9 to 12.30. So this just brings out, you know, more of their leadership skills. And, you know, I also noticed you mentioned somewhere that you have a holistic approach, you know, for a complete development of children. So can you tell us a little bit more about that and how do they, you know, how does it help to get them more mentally and, you know, uh, prepared for college and the workforce? Yeah, holistic yeah. means uh, something, you know, basically it's a full-rounded program where you have, uh, you know, the children foster a lot of speaking capabilities, writing capabilities, and uh, Indo-American uh, newspaper also publishes many of our uh, students' articles. We, we're always yes. happy to do that. <laughs> we're always happy yeah, to do thank that. Thank you so much. You're thank always you so in our newspapers. Yeah. yeah. Actually, and, actually uh, we're going to be doing something on Nat Krishnamurti because Nat told me the other day that he's 
he's handing oh, over really, the reins. Really. Yes. Uh, yeah, so basically when I mean holistic, it is something where it's a complete all-rounded, uh, it's just not listening to speakers, if they get to interact with, two, uh, you know, a great leaders of our communities, um, then they have uh, to write, they have to do a service project, they have to do public speaking. Uh, and most of the students don't come with all those baggages in one, uh, you know, uh, baggages, right? So basically, we try to make a complete personality development and a leadership development for that. So that brings me to the admission process. So how do you figure out like which student needs more help in what area? Uh, how does the admission process work? And you know, can that student like do two or three sessions of the areas where they need more help in versus, you know, not okay, take so the, the courses that they're already strong in? Okay, so the admission program, uh, uh, if you ask me how we uh, do the admission, it is something which uh, we have a uh, you know rubric on when we interview them. The students are interviewed where they have an application process. We interview them, and we have a rubric that we follow. So uh, they get points, and we know that this particular student has you know great speaking capabilities, and because we you know, have a peer uh, helping system also in the whole program because they come from different school areas. What happens is the peers also help one another. So if the person is maybe not in a debate or uh, speaking uh, kind of a, uh, exercise at school, he or she sees the other student. We give our uh, you know, feedback, the students give feedback, so they know, okay, here is an improvement program for me, and then, and we have actually seen a humongous change on the people, children who come in, and by the end of the curriculum, when they are ready to graduate, we have seen a rising graph for students in their writing and speaking capabilities. So, we uh, if you ask me how we individually look at, it's not an individual approach. It's by listening, seeing. They learn quite a bit over the whole year. Yeah, Anua or Mina, uh, can you give us some examples of your guest speakers? Yeah, let um, me uh, give some. Uh, and all our uh, guest speakers are listed on our website, uh, ldphilston.org. But just to name a few, uh, I can start with uh, Bob Patel, CEO of Lyndell uh, Bissell, one of the largest chemical and plastic manufacturing company. Brian Green, CEO of Houston, Houston Food Bank, the food bank, <laughs> non-profit organization. Dej Ravi Shantham, the young South Asian uh, elected for uh, court in Texas. Uh, Mr. Pankaj Malani, the entrepreneur. Um, Soumya Sitaram, uh, VP GM for uh, Intel Corporation, um, and then um, uh, Harsh Mahadeshwar, the scientist who turned into a filmmaker. So this way, we uh, this is just to name the few. Sure. But for our graduation, uh, we are we have a 
our council general uh, shri mahajan uh, will be the keynote speaker uh, next month oh, okay so these are just uh, very few members i can uh, list here but the full list is on the website oh okay and uh, uh, how many students are graduating this year Uh, like you should have to still, yeah. Go ahead, Neil. Yeah. So, like Anu mentioned uh, earlier, uh, this year we have twenty-three students, twenty-three uh, uh, schools represented by fifty students. So, the fifty students uh, will be uh, graduating. But at the same time, we make sure that they have all the graduation criteria because, as I said, they have. a lot to complete is like a school <laughs> right so um, you know so they have uh, they do complete most of them uh, do have all their graduation criteria completed and we are oh. on the chart all the time M- anu tell me um, what is the cost of the program to the student Uh, the cost is $250 for the entire year the yeah. overall program fees is 250 and that includes um, uh, all the, uh, the, the book yeah do you have a we book we do follow the yeah uh, we do follow the hbr existing uh, harvard review uh, harvard business review book uh, we give uh, to the students so that book plus all the sessions and the uh, uh, we also provide lunch um and uh, we award kids uh, for after every session and the year end as well like based on their performance um and the high achievers and who has done uh, participated really good and we just to encourage them uh, we also re- give the rewards at the But end of the year do, do you yeah. and at the graduation ceremony i've been to a couple of graduation ceremonies so do you have uh, you give out awards and plaques uh, to the kids but are there uh, what are the plans is it usually just an essay that's written and a group project or individual projects it's a service project so service project can be a group project or an individual project so that is one of the main requirement to graduate and also these essays um, they submit and then it gets published that is also one of the requirement okay. and the pure attendance is a must so Certainly. everybody has to attend uh, all the classes if they have to miss then they have to do a uh, uh, homework for that they have to read and write uh, about the chapter what we covered on that month in the Harvard Business Review. Oh, okay. So uh, that is a must. Anu or uh, Meenal, either one of you, is there a, a service, uh, you know, a community service uh, project that is also part of this com- curriculum that they have to uh, accomplish? Uh, yes, we do have. Uh, the basic requirement is eight hours of service project. See, these students are actually, uh, you know, having a lot on their plate. They do service for even for school, so we don't want to tax too much on those, um, you know, hours. So basic our requirement is eight hours of service. It could be as a group or an as an individual, and uh, normally we expect them to uh, get a certificate from the place where they are doing their service. uh just to let us know that yes they have completed and they do write an essay for what they learned during 
agree service. That okay. is the most important thing, right? Yes. And uh, they, they need well, to know uh, this uh, is what they bring. Uh, yeah, we're almost out of time. So it, this might be a good time to uh, tell our listeners how the kids can apply for this program. And the numbers to call. I know and you can go for with that question. We've only got 60 so, seconds, ladies. Yeah. <laughs> Please go to wildbphouston.org. Uh, that is the website. And then in there you will see, you can email admission at wildbphouston.org. That's the email. Uh, it's admission at wildbphouston.org is the email ID. And uh, please visit is there, is there a phone? Number. Is there a phone number for anyone to call? Really quickly, we got thirty seconds. We we don't have a phone numbers. Okay, so it's just the website. The, the website and the yeah. yeah. Well, ladies, thank you so much. I'm sorry to rush you at the end, but we, there's so much information that you shared with us, and we wish you the very best of luck in finding the right uh, students to help. Thank you. Thank you Thank so you much, Jake. Uh, wonderful having you here. Thank you so much. Thank you. Take care. Thank you. News Radio. India News. U.S. News. World News. Movie Reviews. And Local Community Roundup. Every Saturday. 4 to 6 p.m. On Masala 98.7 FM. Hi, I'm Jawahar. I'm Sanchali. And I'm Pramod. Indo-American Indo News Radio. वो बरसों पुराना स्वाद यहाँ कहाँ? बरसों पुराना स्वाद? अरे भुजिया का? उसके लिए ऐरे गैरे नहीं, भुजिया के एक्सपर्ट्स चाहिए। बिकानो? इधर लाओ, इधर लाओ। तुम कह रहे थे वो स्वाद कहाँ? भुजिया मतलब बिकानो, जो बनती है बरसों पुरानी खास ओरिजिनल रेसिपी और बेस्ट क्वालिटी के इंग्रेडिएंट्स Indo-American News Radio India News US News World News Movie Reviews And Local Community Roundup Every Saturday 4 to 6 p.m. On Masala 98.7 FM Hi, I'm Jawahar I'm Sanchali And I'm Pramod Indo-American News Radio Yes, and we are back again. We're going to be going to visit our uh, incoming guests who hasn't called in yet, but in the meanwhile, we're going to talk about about uh, his background. Sanchali? Yeah, welcome back, everyone. I hope you're enjoying our show. You're listening to Indo-American News Radio, as you already know, and we've had some real good speakers on our show today. We had yeah. an exciting one-hour unplugged session quiz contest for the first time. And what is the show called, Jawahar? I know this. I think I know, I know this. this. And Jawahar, I'm the one that, I, you have to oh. I'm the one who came up with the name. And you forgot what it's called. <laughs> anyway, I mean, we had so much I fun think in I that hour. So we are waiting for our next speaker. And while we're waiting, I'm going to introduce him. We are very excited to have uh, Mr. Adrian Garcia, who will be calling in in a little bit. So Adrian Garcia is an American politician and the current county commissioner for Precinct 2 in Harris County. He has spent 23 years with the Houston Police Department before becoming a city councilman. He has served six years as Houston city councilman, eventually becoming mayor pro tem under former mayor Bill White. In 2008, he became sheriff of Harris County. In 2015, he stepped down from the post of sheriff to run for mayor of the city of Houston. 
He won the general election to be commissioner of Precinct 2 for Harris County on November 6, 2018, after advancing from the primary on March 6, 2018. So I can uh, go on and on about uh, Mr. Garcia. Well, uh, let me tell you something while yes. we're waiting for Mr. Garcia. Yes. Is this uh, morning in, in my mail, I received a brochure mm -hmm. and it said, know your precinct and know your commissioner. And uh, the brochure uh, is about Jack Cagle, mm -hmm. and he's uh, where I live. Okay. Uh, it, it's now Precinct 4, and uh, in the brochure it says that Precinct 3, which represents the northwest part, mm -hmm. and Precinct 4, which uh, represents the western part of the city, mm -hmm. or county rather, mm -hmm. uh, they were switched uh, oh. this year. Oh. So That's right, redistricting. Yeah, so Precinct 4... Uh, became our um, west side uh, area and Jack Cagle is our commissioner. Oh, oh. Okay, well that must be Mr. Garcia who's calling in. And, and uh, uh, the brochure was quite interesting. Mm. Uh, they told us where all the senior centers that are available, all the parks, uh, uh, parks for humans as well as dogs, mm. and so many other services and how the commissioners spend the money in each ah, precinct. Okay. Well, one interesting tidbit about our guest, uh, Mr. Garcia helped at his parents' automotive shop fixing cars in his early life. Wow. So, just an interesting tidbit. Welcome to our show, Mr. Garcia. I already read your introduction. We are very pleased to have you with us. Well, thank you. Namaste. Namaste, Namaste to, to you. Namaste. <laughs> How are you doing, Adrian? It's so good to Hello. hear from you again. Can you hear us? Can you hear me? Yeah, we can yeah, hear we you. Can. can you hear us? Okay, there you, there you are. Namaste. Good to, good to hear you. Yeah, you're breaking in and out. And you're I fading think, in and out a little I bit. I think you just dropped out. No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm here. Oh, okay. okay, good. Well, uh, so Adrian, thanks so much for calling in. Uh, it's been a long, long time since we've, we've had you on the show, and I know that uh, I guess it's been a year or so at least and we, we, we at least yeah and we we always enjoy having you on the show so uh, thank you now this has been a really exciting year for the Harris County Commissioners Court because of redistricting how has yep. how is that affecting Pramod was just talking about it he yeah, said yeah i live on the west side and then i think we became uh, part of precinct 4 and our That's commissioner true. now is jack cagle and we see his name and uh, face uh, all over the precinct who was the previous it, it was was it uh, it was it was radek steve radek was yeah, the steve previous radek, yes correct correct and so redistricting is always a interesting thing that happens every 10 years and um and so we were able to uh facilitate a couple of guiding principles that we all agreed on and that was to keep communities of common interest to get to together and uh and then uh, uh uh communities that had particular uh common political interests and so it's how the whole process uh took place and i'm excited uh about how it uh it uh, it, it turned out look no, whoever is not in power is never happy well, so, yeah, uh, but I have to say that I'm not happy because I was first in Steve Raddick's 
precinct and now I'm Kegels and I don't have anything in common with either, either one of those folks. Well, you're in the minority. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, well, but, but, you know, the, the interesting thing, too, Jay, to keep in mind is that um, what, what, the one thing that, it has, that has changed with it that you might find of, uh, of, of a certain appeal is that it has created a, um, a democratic opportunity. It is now, it has now become an, a democratic opportunity district. And so on the democratic side, uh, there are, uh, two candidates that are currently in the runoff. Right. And, uh, and there is a very good chance that the Democrat will win in the November election. Well, there's so, one, there's a, there's a female candidate, I forgot her name, Shelly or somebody. And then there. No, Leslie. Let's, Leslie Briones and, yes. and Chow. Yeah, so we uh, we have the opportunity to have a minority candidate representing the the, the that's district. Correct. And that's, that's correct. that's a wonderful development. <laughs> that it is, it is, and and look, um, so so the the whole the whole um, uh, process is one that that uh, that changes uh, areas significantly, and as an example. When the previous commissioner Garcia, Sylvia Garcia, lost her election in 2010, uh, Precinct Two was 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 changed, and it was changed dramatically. It went from a democratic, uh, uh, a strong democratic seat, to a Republican opportunity uh, precinct, and um, and so now that. Um, uh, we have been able to look at it. It is now a strong democratic or, or return back to being a strong democratic precinct. So, um, so it's always an, a very interesting process. I'd always seen it from afar. I'd never, uh, participated in redistricting, uh, as a office holder. Uh, you know, the last time it happened was when I was sheriff and my district at that time is Harris County. And so you can't redraw the lines on, Harris County. So, so again, I, uh, I was, uh, excited to participate. I like the outcome of it and, uh, and looking forward to the future. Okay. Wonderful. Adrian, uh, uh, what are some of the, uh, positive steps or, uh, development programs, uh, you're undertaking, uh, for Harris County in general and your particular precinct? Well, I, you know, the list is long and, uh, I will tell you that I stay very busy uh, doing all that I can to um, strengthen our economy because this pandemic has taught us just how vulnerable our economy can be. And so uh, working to address the supply chain issues, so I'm working very closely with the Port of Houston uh, and by the same token working to link up the Port of Houston with uh, other uh, countries to ensure that we remain strong and relevant in the local and global economy. And one of the ports that we're working hard to develop a uh, relationship with, and uh, a young man by the name of Jagdeep that you may know is uh, is uh, helping me with it. Jagdeep Alawalia? Yeah, is the port of... In uh, American uh, Chamber of Commerce. What threw us off yeah, is your description yeah, yeah. of him so, as a young man. <laughs> I was... I was 
I was fortunate to uh, let let him know that I called him a young man. <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, he is helping me uh, with conversations with the port of Mumbai. Oh, I was fortunate uh, to visit India before the pandemic, and um, and and so I I had uh, discussions uh, with some of the officials in Mumbai, and I want to uh, continue to work to bring. Uh, that relationship stronger and to full fruition uh, uh, to uh, uh, build a, a strong relationship between uh, Adrian, our nations. Adrian, uh, so uh, the, uh, on on the subject of uh, how when you you were talking about earlier about a democratic stronghold and so on, the seat of the county government is the county commissioner's uh, court, and then of course the city of Houston has the mayor and so on. But with with both uh, being so um, much under the control of the Democratic uh, Party at the moment, um, do you see this as being a perfect foil for some of the social uh, reforms that we that a lot of people are aghast about that are coming down from the state? You know, I I think that while you have um, there, regardless of of party, whenever any one party has um, has um, too much uh, power. Ultimate uh, ultimate power. Mm -hmm. and, and, and let's look at the state government as an example. Instead of addressing um, the the public uh, health care system, instead of addressing the public school system, uh, we have open carry laws. Yes. Um, and so so that's an example of the extreme that either side can take. I see myself, uh, and I tout myself as a, uh, as a conservative Democrat, a moderate, uh, because I, uh, I consider myself a business-friendly Democrat. And, uh, be, and I tried to maintain a very, very balanced perspective on the things that matter most to most, not just to one particular uh, extreme population of uh, of my party right but I, I i do welcome working with republicans if it means better outcomes uh i do want uh business to grow i want us to uh, remain a business friendly community and yes i do care about some social uh policies but i think it's critical that we strike a balance uh while in power well, what about property taxes? You know, our property taxes are all going up because the the uh, property values, market values, yeah, are, are going, going up high. so much. Yeah. And and we, a lot of people need relief from this. People who've been in their homes for 20, 30, 40 years suddenly find their houses going from 150000 to 450000 So, and they, through no fault of their own, suddenly they're stuck with a huge property tax bill. I know yeah, Paul Bettencourt yeah. has got two propositions coming in on May the 7th. For uh, up for adoption, if they can be adopted, those are steps in the right direction, don't you think? Yes, those two propositions are, are bipartisan bills. I support them both, and I'm also you're also speaking to the commissioner on uh, commissioner's court of Harris County that pushed uh, uh, the first three consecutive. Uh, senior and disabled homestead exemption increases uh, in Harris County 
uh, the first right. I'm aware of that. Years. Yes, I know. Ten years, and that's and so, very commendable. So I, yeah, so I do recognize that, but ultimately, the reform is that that is needed. It needs to be driven by the state uh, legislators, like uh, Paul. Uh, it is in reforming the appraisal districts because they're the ones that assess the value of your homes and, and property, and uh, and then that creates the uh, the conundrum for what the uh, the tax revenue for government would be, whether school district, city, or county. Yeah. And so the real the real reform that is needed is in the appraisal district, and that is in the full purview of the state legislature. Well, I have an idea for you, uh, Adrian, because you were in the law. Uh, the law enforcement as a police officer, then the sheriff, and so on. I have an idea for you in order to cut down gun violence, or at least not cut it down, but at least find out who the perpetrators were. Here's the idea. Are, okay. you, re are you ready for it? I, I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm listening. Okay. You know how ballistics are used in order to find out which gun fired which bullet, and they, they try to match the two, the casings with the bullet? Correct. With the barrel? Well, Correct. And uh, there's a lot of people who say it doesn't take a gun to kill a person. It takes a stupid person to pull a trigger to, pull, to kill a person. So, That's correct. But, so basically, the dichotomy is this. We don't know who that stupid person was who bought the bullets. So if, we saw, if, you, if you buy the bullets and the, each bullet casing already has a SKU number already printed, engraved on the side of the bullet casing, then when... When they bought from wherever, like uh, wh whichever gun shop, each bullet would have a SKU number on it. And when it's fired, you can track the SKU number with whoever bought that particular box of bullets. I, I like the idea. I like the idea with the exception of uh, we would need to be much more scientific, if you will, because many times we will find the bullet and not the casing. Right, and wow. uh, it's it's so sometimes that bullet becomes so uh, distorted from the impact that uh, it's hard to find the uh, the ridges that the barrel makes uh, on it. So we would have to figure out maybe you know getting them to insert some kind of nanotechnology into the lead of the of the bullet itself, so that it can be uh, registered and tracked in a, in a particular manner. Yeah. But I'll tell you to the, to the question earlier about things I'm doing in my precinct, I'm the only commissioner that has commissioned the shot spotter technology oh, yeah. in my precinct. Oh, really? That's, and, that's a great yeah, technology. And yes, and it has uh, resulted in many uh, charges against individuals. But to your point, Jay, it's also allowed me to find bullet casings, and we have been able to con uh, connect uh, casings to other cases that are uh, have been investigated or determined uh, who was responsible for them. So it's helped us to solve some uh, some uh, uh, gun, uh, gun violence offenses. Yes. So I'm very, very proud of that and working to expand that, uh, that initiative even more. Yes, uh, I think that's a great technology uh, uh, that will help us uh, reduce crime. Uh, the that's other thing right. is, uh, Adrian, today is such a wonderful day, but we should not uh, uh, forget the floods that we had uh, just uh, a few years ago. So 
what are some of the flood mitigation projects that the oh, county is taking up? Well, actually, we only have about well, 70 it, seconds. Yeah, a 70-second uh, well, answer. <laughs> yeah. Well, real, real, real quickly, in Precinct 2, no homes have flooded since 2020 when I have begun my process to do 1 million linear feet of drainage maintenance. Oh, that's uh, The wow. average of Precinct 2 was originally 400,000 feet. So I have almost tripled it wow. every year since 2020. That's well, very no commendable, very exciting news, yeah. That's wonderful, yeah, Adrian. That's good to know. Everyone needs to be aware of your efforts there. So, Thank you, guys, and it's, a, it's an honor to have been with you. Well, thank you very much, it's and I know our you're, honor and pleasure. Thank you're, you. you're running for re-election at the end of the year, so we're, we hope... All the very best. We look yeah. forward to having you back Certainly. on the show another time so that we can share more of your platform when you're running uh, later on this year. I would love to be back. Th thank you so much, Adrian. All the best to you. And, uh, thank you, and y'all enjoy. Have a good night. Thank you, you sir. Thank thank you. you too. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. That was uh, Adrian Garcia, uh, Harris County Commissioner from Precinct 2. Yes. And a good friend of the Indian community yes. and the South Asian community in general. So Correct. I ask that every one of you pour on him your uh, affection as well as your and votes, wherever him. if you, yeah, yeah, as well as monetarily. Uh, we'll does be Precinct 2 cover Southwest? We'll be back, folks, after this <laughs> message. No, it doesn't. It's North of us. Uh. American News Radio, India News, U.S. News, World News, Movie Reviews, and Local Community Roundup. Every Saturday, 4 to 6 p.m. on Masala 98.7 FM. Hi, I'm Jawahar. I'm Sanchali. And I'm Pramod. Indo-American Indo News Radio. So Maya and Aziz of Maharaja Jewelers wish all mothers a very happy Mother's Day. And they are excited to share with you special Mother's Day gift ideas in person at the showroom. Tujhe sab hai pata, meri Shop beautiful designs for Mother's Day. Everything from delicate earrings to glamorous sets. Maharaja Jewelers, 5821 Hillcroft, 713-784-5673. Bringing diamonds to life. At Discount Power, we believe in the power of value. We want to help you spend more time and money on what matters to you. Because that's what matters to us. Discount Power, helping you save on electricity. Visit DiscountPowerTX.com and sign up today. PUCT number 10177. Hi, this is Diana Hayden. I'm happy to share with you that I now live in the beautiful, sunny city of Austin, Texas. And I'd like to thank Pallavi Aluwalia and her amazing team at the Aluwalia Law Offices for the way they handled my green card process. My green card was issued in seven months from the date of them applying. I truly appreciate how professional and meticulous you are. Aluwalia Law Offices, PC, 713-600-4338. Email frontdesk at aluwalialaw.com or visit your Desi Law Indo-American News Radio India News U.S. News World News Movie Reviews And Local Community Roundup Every Saturday 4 to 6 p.m. On Masala 98.7 FM Hi, I'm Jawahar I'm Sanchali And I'm Pramod Indo-American News Radio uh, Welcome back, listeners. Uh, this is our last segment, which covers uh, movies and sports. But before we get too much into it, let me remind our listeners about the Abbey V concert, 
this Friday, April 29th at 8 p.m. at the Stafford Center, which is on Cash Road. And this uh, concert is brought to you by Indo-American Association of Houston. And Abby V's concert uh, is titled Building Bridges, Understanding Classical Ragas Through Popular Music. And Indo-American Association uh, is worth looking into. And uh, you should go to iaahouston.org and view their entire season online or call 832-315-6586 for more information. Well, that sounds like something that Jyoti would definitely be interested in, because she does exactly that. Exactly. That's, uh, she did she do an interview. She, in fact, interviewed Abby V last, last time. Uh, Saturday. Right. Yes. And, uh, but about the Indo-American Association, once people become patron at their level of choice, and all levels are extremely affordable and provide great value, uh, they receive tickets to each show automatically. And patrons uh, get an opportunity to support the arts. And Indo-American Association is a non-profit organization which has been involved in promoting uh, performing arts for the past 28 years. So do try to see if you can attend the AB Abbey V concert. The first, their first concert, Ricky Ketch, was really good, too. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, I, I, I was trying to get Ricky back on because he won the After Grammy. After he won the Grammy the again Grammy. the second time. That was very yeah. exciting. Uh, yeah. But mostly to hear about his environmental side. Yes, yes. Because yes. now, well, remember, it is it was Earth Day yesterday, so right, I right. wonder what he's up to. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's true. But getting back to um, uh, our uh, typical conversation, Yes. It's uh, sports. Did you have a chance to watch the IPL? Man, don't depress me anymore. <laughs> I'll promote, don't rub it in. <laughs> KKR didn't do too well. It's the, the worst part is they're losing by just a few runs. You know, yeah. last few, la, la, the last four losses, three of them, they were so close. One was by three runs, today it was by eight runs, so I'm a little depressed yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but on the other hand, the Royal Challenge is Bangalore. Oh my God. <laughs> they scored only 68 they runs. They were vanquished, Whoa. demolished. Really? Demolished, yeah. yeah. And Dinesh what Karthik happened? and Virat Kohli, all they got out they on ducks. They got out on ducks. They didn't have the Cheerios? I uh, guess so. Well, Virat has been... Uh, Not performing well. Well, for quite some time. And even uh, his former coach, uh, Ravi Shastri, spoke up for him. Mm. And uh, I don't know, maybe it's fatigue or uh, he's an intense guy. I don't know what, what is going on. But, you know, this is a guy who's but been But Sunrisers scored. have been doing so well. Oh, I yeah. listened to Brian Lara's interview today. Uh -huh. Brian Lara is coaching them. So you can imagine. Uh -huh. So since he took on... They've been winning all their matches. They have some real great players coming up. Natarajan is wonderful. He's got them focused. There is Umran Malik who's wonderful. I mean, so many of their players are doing so well. And the the opener, Abhishek Sharma, yeah. he single-handedly like almost took them to the victory. Yeah. yeah, and poor Mumbai Indians. Sixes and fours. They've they've had seven losses. Yes, and, uh, they haven't been able to win a single match. So I feel and bad. You know that was one of the dominant teams, and they have the. Lead one of the leading uh, batsmen, Rohit Sharma, is their captain. Mm. So it's very strange how the sports can and how teams and you know the coaches and everything plays a part. Yeah, so. and then uh, sports can give you such highs and such lows. Yes, yes. 
So it's but quite talking something. about where it's being played, most of it is being played in and around Mumbai, and the yeah. mercury is like what thirty-seven point seven degrees Celsius. Yeah, which second is, hottest April day in like a decade. Hundred and it is horrible. I see them play and I feel bad. Yeah. Oof. I don't know how they're managing Hindus. How to? I hope they hydrate. That's themselves. why early on cricket only used to be played in winter in R- India, but mm. now there's no season. So, so they need play. they need covered stadiums. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that, that can be done. Remote, uh, that, then we're talking about remote some reality. <laughs> I doubt it. <laughs> we're talking it's about going to happen anytime soon. Huge why energy bills. Why don't we do that and uh, forget about feeding people? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean that That's won't, true. won't. People won't leave the stadium. Definitely be your topmost priority at That's this true. time. You know how people used to go to air-conditioned or air-cooled uh, theaters, right? And they slept there for just, three times, yeah, just three hours. <laughs> <laughs> Now exactly. they can go to cricket stadiums. <laughs> yeah, and did you see the match where Delhi Capitals were playing Rajasthan Royals and how badly Rishabh Pant behaved? Yeah. That was just so ridiculously well, shocking. Well, he apologized for it later. I mean, he should. The way he behaved and, and he was trying to pull his players out because they were trying to contest. Can a, you explain what the situation was? Yeah, so uh, there was this last over and they had to score 36 runs. Right, and so yeah. each ball needed to be scored uh, six, six yeah. and um, I forget the name of the batsman he did score like two or three sixes. no he had three he had, sixes he, yeah the, the first third three six balls. is when he disputed and he said that it should be a no ball it was a full toss right. and then uh, uh, Rishabh Pant and others thought it was a no ball right and they appealed to the uh, umpire uh, the field umpires and the field umpires uh, declined to send it up to the third umpire right that's and when s- so they asked the uh, people to continue playing. Right, but he was trying to call them back and yeah. then he sent his assistant coach on the field, which has never ever happened before. Yeah. Everyone was shocked. I was listening to Ravi Chandar Ashwin at the end and uh-huh. he said that he was talking to another one of his co-players and asking, is this really happening? Because yeah. it, it's unheard it's, of. Uh, yeah. It looked in such poor taste. It took the entire... and. Sure enough, you know, it put a damper. So when he bowled again, I guess it was a strategy or whatever. And they, he couldn't score after that. Yeah, so. yeah. So the last three balls, uh, he could barely have yeah, enough because uh, he, runs. You know, there was this flow going, you know. Yeah, he was yeah. on a roll. but I guess it was an emotional situation. Yes, yes. But yeah. it was in very poor taste. But IPL on the whole is quite interesting and uh, people are enjoying themselves. Oh, yeah. The, the stadiums are full. Jawar, you have no idea. But even in the heat. Even in the heat, there's like... A, Totally packed. You know, when there I've was an... I've been to uh, the stadium in Bombay. Yeah. The cricket there stadium. There are two now. Wankade two. and then there is... Uh, the, the, the original... The Brabant Stadium. The yeah. Brabant Stadium. Right. That's the older one. Yeah. Boy, and that's huge. I mean, I was sitting, uh, fortunately, in where they have the... Yeah, that's nothing... That's nothing compared to all the new stadiums that yeah, have come up these Yeah, especially the they have one VI, in Ahmedabad. VI, yes. Do they have VIP suites? Yeah, oh, they yeah, sure yeah, do. yeah. They, some of them they have all those. Watch it in the lap of luxury. Yes. You know, India is a class society. Exactly. <laughs> if you got the money, you got class. Right, yeah, exactly. Right, exactly. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so, uh, what about movies, guys? Yeah, that's. Uh, movies, yeah. Uh, Jersey is the new movie with Shahid Kapoor. Yes, I'm going to go see it on Tuesday. I wanted to see it yesterday. It's uh, somewhat related to sports. Yes. Uh, this is about. Uh, uh, a player, player who's losing his touch and right. then 
it's re- his relationship between his father and played by pankaj kapoor who is the who is father the real of real life uh, father of shahid kapoor and, and then uh, the brunal and uh, uh, brunal thakur is the wife, wife. and there's a young boy uh, uh, in the movie as well right. so i don't know the whole story but uh, shahid has received uh, lots of plaudits uh, for his okay own. good good yeah. yeah i'm looking so, forward to watching the movie i think it'll yeah, be a good yeah it's only movie. in theater so it's right. uh, being shown in houston as well right and then i would like to mention uh, an amazon prime uh, serial a new serial called guilty minds and what's interesting about this is it's like a uh, la law based in mumbai or uh, somewhere in india mm-hmm. and uh, it's uh, features uh, a young actress her name is shriya uh, pilgaonkar mm-hmm. and she's the daughter of uh, sachin uh, sachin oh, pilgaonkar yeah, yeah. sachin has been a a, a big uh, marathi movie star and he had some good roles uh, when he was young in the hindi uh, uh, movies i guess movies as yes. well but um, uh, so Malika it will be interesting Bodhu, to see yeah. uh, how uh, shriya does uh, excuse me yeah <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, hey uh, we didn't even have food today <laughs> on, on that note on the note of food oh we have a sports caller i, I watched i watched a series called eternally confused and eager for love it's oh really yeah they're all like 20 minute episodes and there are eight episodes you can watch it in one sitting it's like uh-huh. a full length if you watch all eight sure. it's like a full length feature film and it uh, shows all the you know uh, problems and uh, uh, what should i say the difficulties that uh, young adults are facing in uh-huh. bombay and it's looked exactly like in the us you uh-huh. know the 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 setup the way you know uh, the language the the social life everything looked like as if you're in the us so yeah. it follows this young uh, adult a male who is you know actually looking for someone and all the problems that he's going through and the ending is very funny so oh, you should okay. <laughs> definitely okay, watch it okay it's certainly worth a watch yeah then. and i like the name eternally confused and eager for love <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like most so of us this listener just called in and said that the uh, ipl is being played at four stadiums yes oh, okay. and yeah. he said that they all at 50% capacity right now Oh so that's the mandated number. It depends number. yeah some of them are fully packed some of them have some seats right. vacant yes. Now that's now that I've interrupted you can I ask people to join in my Wendy's oh, coupon Oh sure, sure. Sure. sure go for it. Folks if you if you answer this question correctly you will be able to get two coupons to uh, Wendy's combo meals two absolutely free coupons all you have to do is call in and tell me what the answer to this is you I'm sure that that this would be very obvious to you Dave Thomas was the name of the man who actually founded Wendy's and but he didn't finish high school uh, the first time around w- at which age did he actually get his GED wow. at which age did Dave Thomas get his GED is it something we can google yeah, <laughs> well they don't have too much time so you yeah, better and if google you quick if you have the answer to that you can call me at 281 277 6874 and we can give you two coupons for uh Wendy's uh meals courtesy of Ricky Oberoi and Oberoi Holdings and uh, Ricky is uh, he was with us today but he's going to uh be able to give us some more coupons so we can continue to do sure. this throughout the year 
And I can vouch for the Wendy's coupon. The food is uh, quite good these days. Oh, oh really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe I should use some of these coupons. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> okay. So uh, there are two more movies that we could talk about. Okay. Uh, there's one which is uh, releasing next week. It's called Raw 34. You must have heard of it. There's Ajay Devgan in it. And oh, okay. he's uh, like an actor, director, producer kind of role. And Amitabh Bachchan is in it. And uh-huh. um, it's about a real incident that happened where an airport plane pilot he uh, was able to save a lot of lives by you know redirecting the flight and i is don't it, know is raw uh, related to the intelligence wing of I, india I, i'm hoping i'm saying the name right i think it's raw 34 and i'm not sure if it's related to, to the intelligence, intelligence agency. yeah okay what yeah. would raw stand for intelligence wise research and analysis, analysis wing. wing oh that's our cia oh i see it's a very raw sounding name yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't think I'm saying it right. Oh, okay. It's something And what's cool. the other one? The other one is in our newspaper this week. It's yeah. called Jayesh Bhai Jordar. It yeah. will be released on May 13th and it has Ranveer Singh. So we'll be seeing him after a long time, you know. In a Gujarati role. Screen. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It'll be interesting because he's definitely not Gujarati. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we have a review of this in Indo-American News uh, this week. Well, it's not a review because the movie hasn't been released yet, but it's about uh, an interview with Ranveer Singh. Uh-huh. Oh, it's called Runway 34. I'm so stupid. Uh-huh. Runway 34. That's, oh, that's the name the of the movie. movie. Mm. Yeah. But yeah, uh, yeah. this movie that we're talking about with Ranveer Singh, mm-hmm. it's uh, uh, Jayesh Bhai Zordar. <laughs> it sounds quite interesting. Well, we're almost out of time. We're going to close this off with a song. This time we'll be going right at the limit of the song. So, uh we enjoyed bringing you some fun and games yeah. today. Yes. And and also a lot of information Adrian Garcia, YLDP, uh Navneet Singh Chug. Uh so we hope that you stay tuned in with us and you find that we are uh, we can do all sorts of things, right? Right. Yeah. Right. We can even talk about things we don't know about <laughs> <laughs> we're pretty good at that aren't we <laughs> and we're going to close this thing off with uh, a song by uh, if i could find my cursor yeah but we'd love to hear from you please do call us and give us your feedback 2812776874 but is that's our studio number and call jawahar at 9713962555 or you can also email us at indoamericannews@yahoo.com. You want to repeat the uh, Wendy's question one more time? Wendy's question, when did Dave Thomas the founder of Wendy's get his GED? At which, which age did he get it? 2812776874 and you get two absolutely free coupons for Wendy's combos. And I'm going to close this off with a song by one of my favorites, Ricky Oh, I'm sorry. Willie Nelson. Okay. Oh, okay. That's quite a change. Yeah. <laughs> not not Ricky Nelson. <laughs> How yeah. old is he now? Ricky Nelson actually was a rock star. Right. He is probably he is, 96, he is a rock 97 star. something. Yeah. Yeah. So, here we go. Let's see if we can play him. I hope it's Blue Cries uh Blue Eyes Crying in the Rain or something. On the road again. 